0: Timothy chapter 3, turn with me if you would, verse 16. Familiar verse, you're going to recognize this verse when we read it, but this is the picture of and the desire of God's Word for each and every one of us as we spend time reading. Here's what it says, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All Scripture, all of God's Word, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete... Thoroughly equipped for every good work. Okay? Now, I want to read this in the New Living Translation. I want to make sure that you get what this verse, these verses say, that you understand it completely and fully. So 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, the New Living Translation says: All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. In other words, God's book, God's word, this Bible that I hold in my hand, that it was given to us by God so that we would know how to live. That's a pretty good thing, isn't it? I and mean, it's a pretty good thing to understand. And so in response to that... Like in light of that, in connection to that, that statement of the purpose of the desire of God, of what He wants His Word to do, then let's talk about then, what must we do? And the first thing that what must we do, what we must understand in relationship to God's Word is this, is that we must read what it says. It is impossible for us to truly experience the power of God's Word if we are not reading God's Word. Go back to the statement, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It was breathed out. Again, think of that mountaintop experience when Moses was standing there. Do you think for a moment that Moses, when he's standing on that mountaintop and the lightning bolts are happening and the thunder is clapping and the clouds are enveloping that mountain and all of the people are backing away out of fear and he's standing there and he hears that deep rumbling voice of God and he sees those tablets being inscribed? Do Do you think Moses questioned at all where those words were coming from? The answer is absolutely not. He knew exactly who was giving those words. He knew exactly what those words meant. He knew the value and the power of those words. He knew that this was something different than anything else that he had ever seen or ever read or ever experienced. He knew this was different. People, this is the exact same thing. And yet we treat it with such insignificance in our lives. We treat it with such um, a disrespect and a lack of of connection. We don't spend time spending time reading God's word. A.W. Tozer said it this way, none of us can ever be fully pleasing to God if we are not willing to be well taught in his word. In other words, you're never going to be able to do all that God has called you to do and God has told you to do if you're not spending time hearing what God wants to say to you. If you're not spending time in God's Word, you are not going to please God. And I think all of us would say, man, we want to please God. Of course we do. We want to do what God's called us to do. We want to, Man, we want to accomplish a lot for God. You cannot do it unless you're spending time in God's Word. If you're spending time trying to discover God's will for your life, Without spending time in God's word for your life, you're wasting your time. I can't tell you how many times people have come to talk to me, to meet with me, to have a conversation with me where they've said, listen, I've been really been, I've been searching for, I've been looking for like what God's will is for my life. And the question that I always ask is how much time are you spending in God's word? Because you cannot discover God's will for your life without God's word in your life. You can't do it. It's impossible because God speaks to us. He, he breathed this out so that we would know what to do, how to do it, how to live. So we have to read what it says. But we have to take it one step further. Not only do we have to read what it says, we have to learn what it means. Look what it says in this passage again, verse 16, second part of that verse. And the Word of God, it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. So think about that statement now. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction three statements. You ought to underline each of those individually in your Bible and understand them in this light. So doctrine, that is to show us and to teach us what is right. That's why we're going to spend time walking through doctrines of our Christian faith uh, in these coming months. Because we need to understand what God's Word says, like what is right. Because we live in a world where everyone tries to redefine what is right. I mentioned a few moments ago those, you know, million-year-old million rocks. And, you know, this was 200 million years ago and 500 million years ago. I look back here, and I see Mark Horstemeyer, who is the dean of the School of Engineering at, at Liberty. And he has spent his entire life studying and, and walking through God's Word to apply, you know, the, the intelligence of engineering and, and, and that, that higher level of thinking to prove, not disprove, but to prove God's Word. He came into me a few months ago and he had on his laptop his computer, he he created a, a model of creation. And he's kind of walking through what that looked like. And he's got the, another model that he showed me on his laptop of, of proving that Noah's Ark could actually have made it on the water. And that it was perfectly designed in the engineering way, the, the, the architectural way that God created and designed it exactly so that it would move and flex exactly the way it was supposed to. So it would not be destroyed when the waters came. And you, so you see those things, and he's using his intelligence to prove God's Word. But yet we live in a culture today where the world is trying to disprove it. They're trying to always tell us what is not right, to tell us, like, like this is right, and then change with the narrative of all of that saying, listen, you will always fall for what the world is saying if you're not spending time in God's Word to learn what is right. That's what God's Word is. It's profitable for doctrine. But while it's profitable for doctrine to teach us what is right, it is also profitable, this passage says, for reproof. And that's to teach us what is wrong. Like we have to be able to understand, to be able to see when we we see it, that we know it, what is wrong we have to understand in our hearts and our, our minds like, like that's something that doesn't line up with God's word and God's will. That's something that is counter to God's word. You see, when we do not spend time in God's word, when we do not spend time studying, reading, soaking in God's word, what we will naturally do is we will naturally begin to accept what the enemy is giving to us as being okay. And what happens is when we do that, then we come to a point where we say, well, that's not that bad. That's not really that big of a deal. And what we do is we excuse our sin, we excuse our actions that are counter to God's word and counter to God's will because we have not spent time in God's word to find out what is right and to find out what is wrong. We begin to excuse it. We've been making excuses for our actions, excuses for our lives. And obviously the journey will take us further and further away from God. And churches today all across the globe are full of people who are making excuses for their action because they do not know what is right and they do not know what is wrong. Listen, I can't tell you what's right and wrong. If I sat up here and told you what's right and what's wrong and you listened to only me, that's legalism. If I, told you, if I told you what I believed in right, was right and what I believed was wrong, listen, if you're only listening to me, I promise you, that's how cults begin and that's how legalism begins. You need to know what God's word says. You need to spend time finding out what does God say is right, what does God say is wrong. And so it's profitable for doctrine, what is right. It's profitable for reproof, what is wrong. But it's also, thirdly, profitable for correction. In other words, to fix things that are wrong to help us figure out how to get out of the messes that we get ourselves into, how to change our course. Because the easiest thing in the world is to not change what needs to be fixed, right? You know, when you, you know, obviously we're here at a new year. Lots of people have made New Year's resolutions. Man, on January 1, here's a list of things that I'm gonna do. I was talking to someone yesterday, and they said, man, I made a list of New Year's resolutions, and one of them was that I am going to work out uh, every single day of 2022, i was like man that's awesome that's impressive that's incredible they were telling me that last night and so the natural question is well today's the first day how'd you do well i didn't i didn't do it today yeah they didn't even make it one day they didn't even make it one day why because it's the easiest thing in the world that when things need to be fixed to not fix it complacency is the enemy to following god And so we have to understand, yes, what's right, yes, what's wrong. We also have to understand how to make course corrections, how to change the direction, how to move in the right place. And that's what God's Word does. So God's Word is good for doctrine. It's good for reproof. It's good for correction. So we must read what it says. We must learn what it means. But here's the big one. We also, thirdly, must put it into practice. God's word is of no value if you're not going to do something with it. Now, it certainly is of value. It's just of no value to you. And so go back to this statement, what it tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, the last part of that verse, after it says that it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and it goes on to say, and instruction in righteousness. In other words, like to teach us how to live for God, how to do what God has called us to do. Verse 17 goes on to say that also that is so that the man of God or the woman of God, this is not exclusive to men, that the the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, like fully ready to face whatever it is that God has for you. Like no matter how bad it might get, that God wants to make you through his word complete and ready to handle whatever the world throws at you. And let me ask you a question. As we begin a brand new year, after the last two years that we've walked through... Do you want to make sure that you're walking into this new year fully ready to take on whatever the world throws at you? I think the answer would be yes. Like we don't want to walk in unknown. We don't want to walk into the situations that we're facing ahead and not knowing what to do, not knowing what to turn. God's word will teach you what to do, how to do it, how to live, how to walk, how to act, how to react, how to make sure that in everything that you do and everywhere that you go, that you are fulfilling God's plan and God's call and God's will for your life. And that's what God's word says. And he will teach us through his word how to put it into practice. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Man, I need that. I don't know about you, But every day I'm 55 years old. And even though when I graduated from high school, man, I thought I knew everything that I needed to know. And I thought I had everything under control, man. And I could go out and I could just live my life. Here at 55, what I know now more than then is this. I still don't have a clue how to live my life. I still don't know what to do day by day. I have to lean on God's word to teach me what to do every single day. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Keep reading that Psalm 119 verse 11. It says your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Instruction in righteousness, teaching us how to make sure that we put this in to practice. A.W. Tozer also said this. God did not write a book and then send it by messenger to be read at a distance by unaided minds. He spoke a book And lives in his spoken words, constantly speaking in his words and causing the power of them to persist across the years. In other words, God's word is living and it's powerful. God spoke these words. He breathed these words out thousands of years ago. But every time that you read them, guess what he's doing again? He's breathing it out once again. He is speaking directly to your heart. He's speaking to you where you are and what you're going through. My dad used to say this. He said, it is one thing to know that the Scripture is the sword of the Spirit, but it is another thing entirely to know how to use it effectively. God expects us to use the sword, not merely hang it up as a decoration. That last statement is convicting, isn't it? That God expects us to learn how to use this, not simply have it as a decoration. Let's put it this way. God expects us to use what's found in this page, in this book, not just simply set it on a shelf to make it look good, to make it look like we're spiritual. And let's be honest, like there are lots of times that we put Bibles in significant places in our houses so that we can kind of show that we have a Bible. Let me just tell you something. God's Word was never intended to be a decoration in your house. It was intended to show you how to build the house. It was intended to show you how to live and how to walk and how to act how to raise a family, how to treat your spouse, how to handle your business, how to make sure that you are doing things right, how to make sure that you're being a representative of all that God is and what God has done. God's word was not given to you to set on a shelf. It was given to you so that you would know how to live. And so as we begin this brand new year, walking through this this idea of understanding the power of God's word, man, it's a great opportunity and a great time for a fresh and a new commitment to God's word, of making sure that every day we're gonna go back to the source, to hear and to see, and then to do what it is that God has given to us. And I pray that as we begin this year, that that's the commitment that you'll make. And there's no more commitment that is more important than a commitment to believe that Jesus is God's son, that he died and that he rose again. And by believing in him, you will find salvation. So today, let's recommit, let's reconnect, and let's do what God has called us and told us to do. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the way that it changes, the way that it corrects, the way that it guides, and the way that it leads. And so, God, I pray that today, as we come to this last, or this first Sunday of a brand new year, Father, I pray that we, all of us, together, collectively, would commit ourselves, Lord, to walking in your word and walking in your way. And God, I pray that right now in this place, in this moment, if there's someone here that has never come to the place where they've recognized the importance of your presence in their lives, that they've never come to the recognition that Jesus is your son, that he died and that he rose again. I pray that right now, right here today, that they would do exactly what it tells us in Romans 10, 13, to call on the name of the Lord and we will be saved. God, I pray that today, if they need to do that, that right now here in this moment, that's exactly what they would do. And Father, for that, we give you the praise in advance. With our heads bowed and with our eyes closed, in a moment, we're gonna stand and sing. Invitation is going to be given. First Sunday of a new year, talking about a fresh and a new commitment. And so honestly, the invitation today for all of us in this room is this. Are you willing to recommit and reconnect yourself to the power of God's word? And so maybe in a moment when we stand and we're singing together, maybe you need to come down to this altar and just kneel here and just in a, in a fresh and in a new way, just say, God, I commit this year, I'm gonna spend time in your word. I'm gonna spend time every single day in your word. Maybe that's the commitment that you need to make. Maybe you need to come and, and make a commitment to follow Christ. Maybe you've never accepted Him as your Lord and Savior. Our team is here. and We'd love to talk with you about that as well. Maybe today you want to come join our church or come for baptism. We talked about that a moment ago. Man, what a great time, the first Sunday of the year, to say, you know what, I need to actually obey and to follow my salvation and baptism. So whatever it is that God is telling you to do on this first Sunday, this brand new year, just make your way to this altar. And just make a recommitment, a fresh commitment, a new commitment to be all that God has called and intends for you to be. Let's stand together. Charles is going to lead us in the song again, a song that we sang earlier, I Surrender All. So the question today is like, what is it today that you need to surrender? Let's sing together.
1: Oh, to Jesus I
0: So today, before we leave, as some are praying here and some are making commitments, I want to ask each and every one of you to today make a commitment, to simply state, yes, I believe that the power of this book is absolute. I believe in the power of God's word. And so I'm going to ask you today, just as we stand here together, to make a commitment, to sign on the proverbial dotted line here together today. To just ask the question, how many of you commit that in this brand new year, 2022, that I will spend time every day in God's word? And I just want you to raise your hand if that's a commitment that you are willing to make in 2022. Now, I want you to keep your hand up because I want you to recognize and understand that this is a commitment that you're not making to me. If you're making it to me, it's like, that's no big deal. Don't worry about that. Dude. Put your hand down. It's all good, right? No, put, put your hands up. Okay, come on. Follow me here, right? If you're making a commitment to me, it's useless. And so I want you to recognize where you are. Let me tell you, you're in a building that was made with blocks and bricks and, and, and steel and carpet. And to be honest with you, like that means absolutely nothing. But symbolically where you're standing is in the house of God. And you're making a commitment not to a preacher. You're making a commitment to the one who breathed out this book. To say, yes, God, I'm going to spend time in your word every day. And so that's the commitment that I encourage you to make, that you start today, like living it out every day. I'm going to spend time in God's word. And here's what I promise you. I promise you, it will change you in ways you never imagined that it would. It's living and it's powerful. And I promise you this, if you will spend time in God's word every day, it will do things for you and in you that you never imagined possible. Why? Not because of you. Not because of me, but because of almighty God who works through his word. God bless you. Have a great day. Altar remains open. Thank you for worshiping with us today. We're so glad you joined us. If you prayed to receive Christ today, we'd love to hear from you. We want to help you as you begin this new journey of faith in Jesus Christ. Send an email to the address on the screen, pastor at trbc.org. Likewise, if you've never accepted God's free gift of salvation, the forgiveness of sins made possible by the death and resurrection of Jesus, but you'd like to know more, we're here to help you. Just reach out to us and we'd love to tell you more. Our mission at Thomas Road is to change our world by developing Christ followers who love God and love people. If you'd like to help us fulfill that mission by giving to our ministry, go to the link on your screen and make your contribution today. Help us help others with the life-changing truth of God's love.